Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter and that is Tara and we are going to talk about Our Boys episode 7. It's called Judging by Its End. So full spoilers for the episode as always. Uh, and this one uh, was, was kind of a biggie. This was the, here's the answers to what happened on the night of. This is the story, the, the walkthrough is happening, the reenactment with with Avishay and we don't really see a little bit of it at the start we see a little bit of them kind of asking him some questions but very quickly it just becomes the story of that night from his perspective mm -hmm. and every so often we see a glimpse of like the the present day thing where it's you know simon's like next to him and asking him questions and we get a little snippet here or there but for the most part it is just the story of what happened that night from their side of it did you like that story that were you into this episode very very much i wanted to know the answers and i got them all yeah uh, I thought this was a really good Aviche-centered episode and performance. I, I think... I don't know if it beats episode two, but I think it's definitely the, the next one after it, quality-wise. Yeah, I, although I was expecting to see more Hussein, and I thought yeah. maybe it would be a bit more dangerous for them to go out. I did, um, I, I did notice the time, though. I'm glad were, he's safe. Because it was like, it was, whenever it was like footage of the camera... Like when it was like mm -hmm. the present day stuff, you could see what time they were recording it at, and they were out there like three a.m. So I think, <laughs> I think they were intentionally doing it when it was as quiet as humanly possible. So right. I think that was the idea, but it was really engaging though because it was basically the story of like them going out on the night, and there's multiple failed attempts to capture someone, and like mm -hmm. how much does Avishay know? Does he know that they're planning on killing someone? Does he just think that it's it's, it's beating someone up or? You know, there's a great scene where Simon's asking him, like, hey, what did you think all this gasoline was for? Because they just get it from the uh, the station. Like, they're, they're just pouring it into bottles, and they're not supposed to mm -hmm. let people do that, but the guy kind of knows uh, Yosef, so he's like, eh, sure, like, whatever. Um, and he's like, oh, we're burning a car or maybe a, maybe a store or something like that. Like, he, you know, he, but he's stuttering a lot. He is stuttering all over the place. Uh, so... Yeah, it's a good... Like... He really, truly believes he didn't commit murder. And and we sort of believe it, too, because because of that. And that was the last thing that we see him say in the previous episode. So I, I am, like, watching this movie, or movie, I've done that before, watching this episode thinking that, okay, at what point does he leave them then and not know what happens next? And that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it never happens it yeah. never happens and i think one of my favorite things about this episode is that as he's saying more stuff it's specifically when they get to the point where they actually capture muhammad and he's describing like you know the first move that was made and how he grabbed his hand when he's trying to call for help and he's like and simon says to him so you you struck him first you were the first person to put your hands on him mm -hmm. and there's this look in simon's face and it's like kind of like he just died a little bit inside because it's like that makes him more implicated in this than this than he thought he was. Like he, Simon yeah, thought he was this kind of. Well, third I think party. there's a real cognitive dissonance in his brain. Like yeah. what he's, I mean, that's kind of redundant, but like that he's, he really truly believes that he had nothing to do with. Like his part of the plan was always going to be innocent, and because he didn't participate in the final part, then he's off the hook. You know, it's everyone else. And I think that's more for his own peace with God than anything else. Yeah, I it's, it was it was Simon from that moment on when he asked that question. So you t you touched them first. There's this look on his face that forgetting Avishai himself, just looking at Simon. 
Simon, you can see in his eyes that he's disappointed or he's heartbroken yeah. because this is the moment where, like, even if um, like he is somehow not as implicated in the rest of it, this is already more than he thought he was involved in. But the idea that he was the first person to go, because I actually thought so. Let's that, rewind. Let's rewind to the the rest of this 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 journey because there's a, a quite a bit before mm-hmm. this where uh, Yosef picks uh, picks. Uh, Avishy up, and they're getting some stuff ready, some bottles for the for the gasoline, and then they go pick up the other the other kid, and they they, they change their clothes. Uh, they're not wearing the yarmulkes uh, because they're going to basically be going infiltrating uh, other communities where they can't be seen as immediately as Jewish. Although some people do recognize them as Jewish because they get a little bit of uh, grief from outside the car at one point. But they're driving around and they're looking for a victim and they're looking mm-hmm. for someone who's oh we can't be someone who's like too old too young or too strong you know it has to be someone who we can take easily yeah they and, say specifically st- smaller than Avishi because he's the one who's going to have to take him down yeah so what i what i liked about this this episode in, in a weird way is that it has this perverse point of view it has this it reminds mm-hmm. me of something like uh like a pov of a serial killer in like a movie yeah where there is this kind of perverse still you get watching this where you're like they keep almost like doing something and not going through with it they keep like almost getting into trouble yeah. and backing down and they're out in the night and you feel like you're out in the night hunting and it gives you that kind of sense of the hunt and it feels like you can yeah and when they're disappointed disappointed because they failed you kind of have that sense of oh they didn't get it but like yeah weirdly you do yeah it's this kind of perverse it's, thing it's sickening because you're like well i Clearly, I don't want, but you know, I guess it's different because you know it's going to happen and you want the yeah. answer. Yeah. So, but it has this kind of perverse, like, build of, like, because obviously in the scenes themselves, like these characters, especially the two kids and Avishi, more than anyone, is very nervous. And there's this build of those nerves over the course of it. And you kind of almost feel that with them. Um, it's really oh, well yeah, directed. Definitely. It's well directed the way it like focuses on the, the close-ups of the faces. Because uh, one of the weird things about movies is that I feel like a lot of movies and TV shows don't capture what it actually feels like to be driving at night. Um, whereas yeah. this does. I feel like you know all the streetlights hitting them, you know that, that orange glow of the the amber, mm-hmm. like all that stuff feels very authentic. Um, I felt the same way about Locke with Tom Hardy. It like, and it's really important in that movie because the entire movie set in the car, <laughs> like yeah. on this one journey at night. So it really kind of had to feel authentic. But like, it really felt like no, we're out in like a city because they're in a busy place at first, and they're like they're looking for victims, and it's like there's like hundreds of people around like of course you're not going to find your victim here this is this is a terrible idea and then of course there's the scene where they find the, the five kids who are together and uh you know they they almost like get one of them like where he like, makes them lean in uh and he's going to push him in but he just doesn't do it and it's not obviously it's the other guy who doesn't do it the other guy fails to to act uh in the moment and it's this really kind of again this very kind of perverse like creepy stalking like um you know through the looking glass kind of mentality it, it reminds me of how i feel when i watch movies like uh, maniac which was all pov or even something like um i don't like to say henry portrait of a serial killer but it's definitely kind of in that kind of realm what's the last one henry portrait of a serial killer with michael rooker that oh, I've that. never seen it. That is disturbing as shit. That movie. <laughs> so, but it basically, but I mean, obviously, those are specifically done with like being in the head of a psychopath. And I mean, I think debatably, maybe Yosef is a psychopath if you really want to look at it, but um, not in the same way as those characters. Sure, but I mean, he's 
he unfortunately has a lot of support. Like even the first oh, scene yeah. where he's describing what what has happened in uh, when they're in the eyeglass shop mm. that uh, Yosef works at, and they're describing things like uh, what can we do? Like what what is what is right for something that has happened to these three boys, the the three Israeli boys, Jewish boys. And even the the rabbi looking guy who's there just says revenge, like it's the only thing that would makes any sense. Yeah, there's also a lot of other things he says. He's chatting with the people on the street. He says like just propaganda statements, like uh, "Oh, be careful when we're out here." By the way, guys, like uh, these these Arabs are like trained to kill Jews from birth. And it's like what? <laughs> like how? Yeah, how... He's, well, he's teaching them not to see them as yeah human beings but to see them as just terrorists like even the young ones that's what he, that's what he calls them because even he sees a pregnant woman at one point says oh you oh she's baking a little terrorist and they're like that's what yeah. he says um so it's just this rhetoric it's just straight up rhetoric there's there's no other way to, to phrase it and mm. you know so there's all these close calls and they see muhammad and they're going to like this, okay you guys go get him i'm going to do a u-turn in the car but then he beeps the horn twice because he tells them beforehand if i beep twice then there's something wrong so abort and they do, and he's like, "Oh, this old, this old guy wants me to give him a lift. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. This is this makes it so easy." And they go to pick up the old guy, and just as they're getting there, because and here's here's this is the moment where I was saying to go back to uh, Muhammad, uh, not Muhammad, sorry, uh, back to Avishai's guilt uh, here, yeah. because what I <laughs> thought was going to happen here is when they went in the car to go pick up the old guy, I thought Avishai was going to say something and say, "No, it shouldn't be an old guy." We should go for the the young kid. It'll it'll, it'll matter more mm. or something like that. Like I thought, even if he's not the one who kills him, I thought that we're going to make him be the one who decides who it is. You know, and and in terms in the sense of the story, not that, not that our characters would force him. That that's why he would feel so guilty because he chose the victim. And then the old guy gets picked up by someone else, and it's like shit, overfailed, and they're miserable. And even and at this point, Yosef's even like, oh, I guess we can just call it a night and go home because you know there's been several times where they were falling asleep. That's why they go to the store and get the energy drinks because. You know, and one of the little touches that I liked actually from a filmmaking point of view is how it cut to the surveillance footage we've already seen, uh, inter- yeah. intercepted into the moments where it fits. I really liked that. It really sort of like, it felt like it was painting the picture. You should really watch Patriot's Day. <sighs> you could tell me about this Patriot's Day. I'll watch it soon, okay? I'll watch it soon. I, I promise you here and now, I'm watching it soon. Um, but so even after this moment, I thought, Avish is going to say, well, what about that kid? He might still be there. Like, I thought he was going to, like, again, be the one who makes the kind of choice. And he never quite does. Like, it doesn't do what I thought it was going to. But No, but when I saw Avishay do, like, the talking to the kids, mm. or or even when he came up to Muhammad, like, the way he he speaks to them in this calm matter where he's just trying to lure them in, it made me feel kind of ill. Like, he was really good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's more of a straight-up sociopath than maybe we, yeah. we realized which you know because he's been shy and like stuttering this whole time but when he goes up to the kids to like like the light the cigarette and stuff like he's got this 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 look in his eyes and his face that he's making where it's just like oh he's like real sinister like i think he does know what the consequence of taking this kid would be yeah he he claims he doesn't he claims he doesn't but yeah you, you get the feeling that he maybe does maybe he's repressing it now but he probably does and mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of the thing. I thought he was going to be the one who makes the choice, and instead, the only thing that really happens is they, they see Muhammad again. They drive past him again, kind of just by accident, essentially. 
and he says, oh, look, there's that kid again. So he makes that statement, but it's not as a, a thing as I thought, because I really thought it was going to be, he's actually going to pick him out and, you know, say or, or make them turn around I mean, and go back for him. And it doesn't quite happen. It is kind of him, though, right? Because, because Yosef says, never mind, forget it. And then the kid, and then Muhammad walks out, and Avishu says, "There he is. Let's just do it. He's right there again." Yeah, it does. It does it in a more sort of subtle way, I guess. Like I really thought it was going to be this thing where he actually gets him to turn around, and he doesn't. It's, it just happens to see him. So it's, it's a bit more, yeah, just sort of like presented to him as opposed to him saying, "No, let's do this." And in the same way, that but I mean, it's your. They've been saying all night that it's not going to work. We keep failing. This is embarrassing, and it's getting more and more difficult. Let's just. Forget about it. And Yosef says, no, we're doing this tonight. We've already agreed. We've already committed. This It gets done tonight. And then finally, Yosef's like, no, we're not going to do this. We keep failing. It's humiliating. <laughs> Call it. And Avishai presents an opportunity. I guess I was just expected to be more of a, like a, I guess more of a villainous turn, like where we felt like, oh, like he really like made the choice. Yeah. Um, and it's still kind of there, don't get me wrong. But uh, So sure enough, because I was actually thinking the first time they go to get him, I was like, wait, this isn't right. They weren't walking at him from this angle because we saw, cause if you remember back at the end of the first episode, he was sitting with his we back against him, the like, wall. Wave uh, and stuff, yeah. And we see them coming down from the distance. Uh, but sure enough, when they go back the second time and they're doing it, that is that is the angle they come from. He's he's just saying, hey, hey, can you give us directions to this place? And he keeps saying it, like you say, very kind of like calm and collected and and Muhammad kind of senses he's in danger because you know this car stops and it feels kind of suspicious and he tries to leave and they won't let him so he goes for his phone and that's when Abishay sort of grabs his hand and pulls it down and the struggle starts but as soon as the struggle starts we cut to present day and it's like Simon standing there and it's like it's this thing where it doesn't just give us it uncut like we see little snippets of it more and more as Simon's asking about the the first contact and how they got him in the car and and like Mm -hmm. what did they do once he was in the car and like them zip tying him and things like that but you really get this this sense this moment because you know it lets him be uncuffed because he want he wants uh, uh, to show him exactly how he how he grabbed them like what exactly happened uh, how did you you know grab his hand kind of thing and again this is what leads to Simon kind of getting that look in his face where he's like you made the first move and you initiated this which you know makes you a lot more implicated in this than you you know that I thought you were so this was a uh, really really well directed in this scene mm. where because we don't want to see exactly what happens to Muhammad but I think because we're doing it from Avishay's retelling like you never really see Muhammad once he's in the car and everything's happening to yeah. him you can kind of hear him but and you can you can tell there's a struggle and you can see the you can hear the consequence because of the breathing yeah, I mean, but, I mean that um, all boils up to how they handled the, the burning as well because you never see yeah, the absolutely. burning on camera. You see the edge of the glow. You see like just this, just next to the burning. We know, yeah, yeah, we know exactly what happened, and we don't have to. Yeah, it's. I think it's done tastefully. Yeah, it's done tastefully, and it's but it's done in that way where it's effective because it's one of these things where. Like in some low budget movies, they're so low budget that you can tell the reason why they're shooting it this way is because they can't afford to actually burn something, so they'll just have the light effect off camera, and it feels really cheap. But and not that this reminded me of that because it looked it looked authentic, it looked good. This this shows really look, yeah. look great throughout. But the point the reason why I'm bringing this up is because 
you can tell in this scene this is a directorial choice for the effect and because they want to do it tastefully and not just have it be this this like shocking like here's a body burning like, yeah and and the camera's never off of Avishay's face the whole time so you're just dealing with his character be, like this is this is what happened to Muhammad and you know we we've been yeah no, no, his dad no. for so long that this has been the heart that and but because we're we're focusing on Avishay's reaction to what's going on and the realization of what's really happened and what he's a part of it's still his story even though it's a horrible thing that's happening well, to someone else. Well, this is, this is the thing, is that, to go back to the point I made before and the point you just made there, is that the directorial choices in that scene in the car, you know, because, they, cause, you know, Yosef says, Avishay, you go back in the car and don't look because it'll give you nightmares. Um, mm-hmm. The the trick of not showing the exact burning, but just seeing some of the, the, the you know, some of the glow and the flame, because the first, the first, when it first starts, like, we're looking at Avishay sitting in the car and they're behind him on the other side. And we see the light coming up, you know, and some of the smoke coming up, right? And then he, once Avishay notices it, and then he runs out, and then we have the shot where he's further down, he's run far, far away, and we stay in his face again. The way this, the reason why this works conceptually in the scene, on top of just the, the idea of being tasteful and not showing it, is because Avishay never actually sees it either. We're focusing on him, and because he doesn't yeah. see it, we don't see it either. So it keeps us in his frame of mind, in his perspective, the entire time. And that doesn't necessarily mean literally being his POV. It's not, it doesn't have to be first person, just in the sense that, you know, we keep it tight. It's, 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 it's something I always yeah. talk about. Is you, you do a close-up, sometimes because they, they're all emotion, but sometimes because if the character's so consumed with their emotion right now, they're not paying attention to their surroundings, therefore we as the audience don't get to see the surroundings because we're so just with them in their little world right now because they're not looking around them and here it's not the exact same thing here it's more specific that he's actively choosing not to look so we're staying just on him to emulate that we emulate that as the audience with the direction with how it's focused on just on Abishay Um, and of course there's the the really scary moment for him where he's left behind because they don't realize that he's left the car and they drive off and he is panics like he runs down the street screaming um, for yeah. them to like come back and get him, and they do stop as soon as they realize they stop and back up a little bit, and he runs to the car. But uh, I could almost feel my heart drop in that moment, even though I know they don't leave him behind because they obviously wasn't out there <laughs> like before. Yeah, it's true. Technically, we know where this all ends and where everyone is, but we still are in the moment because it's so well done. Yeah, and what's really neat is that I don't think they should do this, but you could totally do a supercut of this in episode two, cut together. Uh, because you know, mm-hmm. you see, you know, I thought that, about rewatching it after. Yeah, actually. that moment where you know, like he's down there, and then she looks. Down, this is the end of episode one, technically, but she looks down and he's missing. But all the stuff with Muhammad, like on the street looking for him, because he's still alive at this point. He this is this is when he's in the car, presumably. Hussein? Yeah, Hussein. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Hussein's down I was in the street. About that, like yeah. what, when they were taking him, I'm like, this is around the time where he's doing that. He's looking around and calling because we we do see his mother call the phone. Yeah, yeah, um, and. You know they take the battery out and throw it out, and that's why it ends up in the ends up in the forest. But it's it's just it's really well done, and it, it feels like the like, and it's probably why it's my second favorite episode next to episode two because it is literally the other side of that night. It is the other it's side so of the coin. It's so tense too. It's yeah, yeah. To the point it's, where it's character focused and it's nothing but tension. It's really it's really good. Yeah, to the point where I'm like, I mean, I know we're probably getting, um, you know, maybe some trial stuff or how to deal with the punishment in the last three episodes, but I really don't know how we're filling three episodes after this. Like, I, I don't either. Because I would expect this to be the second last episode. I can see one episode after this, but 
I'm not sure what three episodes after this are, so I'm curious. And even well, they've though... been, you know, showing footage of war, and they talked about war at this one too. So I guess we're going to get some. And what's the thing? I don't think so because it's war. been such a background thing that I I feel like to do an episode just focus on that would feel like a weird betrayal of what the focus of the show is because the show's been mm-hmm. so much about the characters, and that's been like okay, the effects of it are felt in the background, but it's not been. This show has so much been about the, you know the core like you know few characters that we've been dealing with. It's you know it's about Simon, you know Avishri, Hussein, and the, the related characters that I feel like I don't see it betraying what the focus has been. Like we'll see them react to what the world's what's happening in the world, but I don't think it's yeah. certainly going to shift focus. It would be a satisfying conclusion to see Avishri really understand what he's done and accept what he's done. Yeah, I think you know there was a hope that maybe he is better than the others, and but ultimately this episode t- told us the the real tragedy here is that he is this this broken that he is actually uh, culpable and all. Even though, I'm sure he didn't actually I, beat him to death, yeah, he didn't burn him, but he's there. Probably the hardest scene was when um, the other guy whose name uh, I can't remember starts with a Y, but the other guy, not Aviche, in the back seat was choking Muhammad. And he was choking him for so long that his he couldn't feel his hands anymore. And he asked Aviche to help him. And Aviche thinks that he didn't really do it because his hands are technically on the other guy's hands around mm. Muhammad's neck. So he still doesn't feel like he's culpable. But yeah, I, like I feel like a reaction from say like his therapist when she finds out about any of this and like what he's really like. Uh, could be a really hard hitting scene. Yeah, you know, sort of like okay, he's really this bad. Like he really is this disconnected. Um, and you know, not this idea that he's even conscious of it now. This idea that he keeps kind of somehow writing it away in his mind. He keeps sort of like excusing it somehow with you know this reason or that reason, this technicality, this technicality. But well, he keeps you know quoting uh, the Torah the whole time isn't mm. that where we get the title of the episode is because this is it, yeah it's justified because it's a, a retaliation eye for an eye kind of the deal well no well yeah i mean that's part of it but like the main the main thing that judging by its end really kind of means as he brings it up is this idea where he tries to argue with simon that you're judging this as a murder weapon because that's eventually what it's used as but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was the intention of it when it was you know when it was packed you know this crowbar was meant to just beat someone up yeah but then simon's there to be like well what else could it have been for really yeah well no i'm not saying he's right i'm saying that avish's logic is that judging by judging something or someone because of what they end up doing when it may not have been that in the first place you know when, when, at the time he didn't know it was going to be that he's essentially arguing that he didn't know that they were going to murder someone that's essentially that's ultimately yeah. what he's doing it sounds a lot like his therapist too yeah like the way she talks in the previous episode of like, it doesn't matter exactly what I say, because if I say something that sounds bad, that that's what you're going to hold on to and you're going to forget about the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no, really solid episode. It was really engaging. It was really tense and felt, felt both tense, but also very kind of like, we're getting the secret book of answers and because of that it had this kind of like aura about it the whole time um and it was right to focus just on this it was right to not cut to other characters it was right to just always make it be what this was which is just mm-hmm. that night and just that story and 
Uh, I think the next episode is called Defendants 2 and 3, so I feel like next episode we're going to be getting um, you know, also Vanilla Guy and like seeing them confronted with this stuff. Because as of now, we've not really seen much of them since they've been arrested. You know, we saw a little bit of footage on TV of them in the interrogation rooms, but that was basically it. Yeah. So. I don't know that we need very much of them because they're, I mean, their characters have always been kind of just around Avishay's stories. So now that we have his side of the story, I... Oh, yeah, I don't think they'll get the same attention that uh, Avishay did, but I feel like, you know, we're probably going to at least get, like, them breaking down because Avishay has already, like, told them everything. <laughs> so, like, you know, they're going to yeah, go in and probably break them That could really be satisfying. Yeah, and we'll see, maybe we'll see some of, like, them being punished or, you know, sentenced or, like, wherever this leads. Well, I mean, the last time time we saw Muhammad he was trying to um you know he had a conflict going between him and his brother and neighbors or whoever else I think we're gonna Tara. you know check back Tara. there <laughs> you mean Hussein oh yeah he <laughs> said Muhammad I was trying to correct you <laughs> and you kept there's going there's a delay Hussein Hussein yes yes Hussein yeah we've got that going of course and how does Hussein that react? Because I was almost expecting like Hussein to look down from the window. Because obviously we know they're right outside their house. Um, mm-hmm. You know when they're when they're at the place where where Muhammad was taken. I was everything almost... seems really evacuated. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, they had a lot of police, like armed police, around them, as if like they'd been kind of clearing out places that they were going. Uh, but like I was expecting him to almost look down at one point and see uh, Avishai and be like, "Is that him? Like, is he one of them?" Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and not not lead to anything else in this episode, just an, just enough that it'd be something we pick up on next time. Like he would have seen him mm-hmm. and just have this one little moment. Um, which isn't a complaint. I mean, nothing I have said uh, about this not being exactly what mm-hmm. I was expecting was a complaint in this episode. Uh, <laughs> it was just where my thought process was going uh, as as I was going through it. I kept expecting no, these little things to masterfully done. Yeah, no, it was. It was really really confident, really well directed and edited. Um. And you just kind of get lost in the night, lost in that this one night story of of their hunt. Yeah. And of course, uh, the final scene is just kind of summing up everything we've been talking about. Avishai asks, asks Simon, like, because of what I did, that means I didn't, you know, I didn't kill someone, right? Like, that, you know, that makes me not a murderer. And Simon says, I don't know. And puts him back in prison. Yeah. Not sugarcoating anything. Yeah. Because he doesn't know. So... Uh, I, I really like that moment. It's really bittersweet because it kind of sums up how you feel about Avishai by the end of this episode. You're like, you were hoping yeah. he was better than this and he's really not. <laughs> yeah. And Simon says that he is done with him. So I guess that means he probably won't have another interaction with that character anymore. Not beyond maybe seeing him in court or something like that. I forget. Maybe. Court scenes, yeah. But yeah. yeah and, That's and the direction I, they go. I think in terms of talking to him as a part of the investigation, no, it's done. Like he's 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 done with them. So, uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is episode seven of our boys. We got three left. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. You can get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show, of course, you can do that by rating the audio podcast on your podcast app of choice. Uh, Apple Podcast being the most common one, gives us five stars, and that helps uh, us out a lot because Apple then share it out more and recommend it to people when they listen to something else. <laughs> Uh, you can support us, of course, financially. Tara, why don't you do the honors? Why, you could check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. You could donate as low as a dollar 
per month, and that dollar gets you so many bonus features, including bonus episodes of other shows we do. Um, some shows you get a week early, right? Oh, no. That's changing. Just yes. bonus episodes. Just bonus episodes. Uh, but the $5 <laughs> tier, you get stuff early, uh, starting the end of October, and you get um, voting rates on a bunch of the movie podcasts, and then there's the higher tiers with names at the end of the videos and things like that. So go have a look. Um, but uh, $1 is fantastic and keeps everything running, so go and have a look and see if you want to. Uh, but uh, that is us. That has been Our Boys Episode 7, uh, Chapter 7. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?